Hey, this is Jeff with Titanosaur, and you're listening to Mike Five and Dr. Bones on New Music Saturday. Everybody's naughty and freeze finish. Welcome to New Music Series. Myself, Dr. Bones, Doc of Rock, Doctor of Many Things, but not a medical doctor, and Mike Five, the guitarist. Everybody, wish they were. What's happening, Mike? I tell you what, I feel like you should go one week, right? Just go and see if you can get like uh, an actual, um, you know, medical license. See if you can, like, I bet like there's a university of Hawaii or something that'll give you one in like a week, and wow. then you could come on air and you can go, it's the Doc of Rock, and I am a medical doctor, uh, and I'm like, wow, oh my god, that's amazing, uh, it'd be pretty cool, it'd be a nice surprise, which uh, I've just spoiled, so I have to wait a few weeks and everyone's forgotten I said that, um, but yeah, sorry, I'm good, how are you? I'm uh, pretty good, <laughs> I was going to say, I could probably buy one at Craigslist or something, but you know, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so man, I'm pretty good, we've got a double header tonight, and we got a great uh, first part, and we're going to start off with the first band, which we've been playing stuff for a while and we want to hear them for a little bit if i get steps so welcome get the fuck out of dodge welcome to the show guys hi how you doing how you guys very good what's happening with you guys? you guys it's all right just a bit uh, tired <laughs> lockdown we've we've been um trying to get loads and loads of uh, new covers recorded because uh, um, we just thought about doing our second covers LP, so um, that's all we've just constantly been doing, writing, well, learning riffs and learning how to play the drums, so I'm absolutely exhausted at the minute. Yeah, me too. Well, first off, well, let's get right into it. You guys have a few, a uh, bunch of songs that a few peas out. Now, the newest one, Buzzkill, that one is awesome. We've been loving every song we've been playing so far, and I think we're about halfway through, I think, roughly. But uh, man, yes, thank with, you. With, with that EP, was was there any kind of um, like an idea behind it? I mean, just for some of the songs, they kind of seem like they go to So was there a, like a theme planned, or was it just kind of all you had all these tunes? Let's just kind of put them on because they sound good. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just a riff machine. Just keep pumping them out. Ren Ren writes the words, and that's it. If it sounds good, then it goes on. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't waste anything. We're just constantly just just doing stuff, and uh, and I mean, James just sends riffs across, and then I will listen to them. Sometimes rearrange them, drum over the top of them, write the words, and then and then we're on to it. It's like we just don't want to stand still. So it's we we just keep bringing stuff and doing stuff because when I'm not 
got something to write or to record, I just get bored. So we just constantly just keep banging it and plugging it and, and, and going for it. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, and being a two-piece as well, it's not like we have to answer to, like, a whole whole band. We can do right. <laughs> We've known each other for, like, 25 years, so we can tell each other to fuck off if we don't. Yeah. <laughs> If something sounds shit, then uh, then we'll say it. We're not going to like pussyfoot around. <laughs> I, I was genuinely surprised when I found out you're a two piece. Like I'm, I'm really bad at like people send us obviously like all the EPKs and stuff, and, and I do it as well when I send stuff from my own band. But I never actually read them. I just press play, <laughs> and if I like it, then it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, so I had no idea, and then I think Bainsy mentioned it. In fact, no, one of you might have tweeted it when we played what I was talking about. Well, no, wow, so, what, no what noise. I want, one of you tweeted like, it. Oh, go on, sorry. I, I was going to say, one of you tweeted it, and then I, I hadn't, I think I forgot until you hadn't told you yet. And we were off here, like, the Jones like, yeah, it's like, like, holy fuck, man. It's like, so <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I, wish, I wish I could have had that reaction, like, better than the one he, he did, he did, like, when we were actually live on air. I mean, that, that's the thing is like, <laughs> I can go through recording, but I won't find that part of the off air banter, which sucks. I mean, that one was a lot better. Like, if I had known, I would have had something like great recording going, holy shit. <laughs> I, I mean, I was genuinely surprised. So, I mean, what was the reasoning behind that? No, actually, I was about to put words in your mouth. What, what was the reasoning behind that? There, there wasn't. I mean, it, it's all been a bit of a whirlwind, and it, it just sounds like, you know, when bands just try to be fucking cocky and then make up bullshit about themselves. I mean, <laughs> our backstory is kind of like that. I mean, we, how, how this kind of started um, was I was just driving back from a holiday in Cornwall, coming up to my 40th birthday, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to learn how to play drums before I'm 40. It's one of them things. Yeah, I had to pick between skateboarding nice. and learning how to play drums, and my balance is shit. Right? <laughs> so, so I totally went for, the, uh, for drumming, and it was just to learn how to play drums. But we kind of, um, well, James has a lookalike, and I play in a band called <laughs> The Friends of Batman. Um, and I was just playing my phone at the time, using like different sort of noises and stuff on my phone. And uh, the drummer ended up leaving, and I ended up drumming. And literally, this was two months after I decided I was going to learn how to drum. So oh, I wow. actually played a gig two months later from never playing drums ever. I mean, it, it was all right. It was just another punk band, so you just fucking hit shit, you know. <laughs> um, but then I'd, I'd, I'd done what I wanted to do. Before I was 40, I'd pissed it, man. I'd properly hammered it. It was like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> if I've played the drums at a gig, I can say I've played the drums. So I then just thought, do you know what? I'm going to form a band and we're going to release an album before I'm 40. And uh, I was a James I've known him for forever. And I was just like, should we just do a band? And he's just like, yeah, let's just do it. And I just said, it's going to be called Get the Fuck Out of Dodge and you're going to play bass. I mean... We've got a love for uh, Death From Above. Um, nice. So that's kind of where, where, where you know, the idea would have stemmed from. Yeah. But at the time, it was just, you know, fuck it, let's yeah. form the band. Ren's a twat for things like that, though, as well. <laughs> and he, and he puts his mind to it. He's like, hey, oh, I want to build a website from, from scratch. I've never done it before. But then he'll, he'll fucking do it. Or, <laughs> uh, 
with the friends of Batman, I, I said, oh, I want to make a documentary because we, we split up for a, a while. And I said, oh, I'd like to make a, a short documentary just to sort of cover what we've done. And then he learned how to edit and and stuff like that and ended up making like a, an hour and 20 minutes long documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I mean, we talk about like work rate and output, right? Like, you know, people just... There are certain bands, I think, at the moment, certain people that just like seem to do stuff every every ten minutes. It's like, oh, a new track for you. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? But you guys, are, I feel like you like that. You've got loads of energy. You know, you just you're getting stuff out. You mentioned you've been learning the covers. You've got the um, you know the uh, EP album. I suppose now, minute, it's got about eleven tracks, but they're all about thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an EP, but enough songs yeah. for an album. We should just a genre for it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a good question. So I think we, we've we've sort of um, we've we've referred to you as uh, I think garage punk, garage rock. I'm sure we've said like sleaze rock. I think I called you princes of fuzz once or something yeah. like that. Like how how would you how would you describe yourselves or and oh. who are your influences as well? Like who do you listen to? I I can't put it in a genre. No. I mean, it's it's got the peg punk mentality. But I don't really like punk music, you know. I'm a massive <laughs> punk fan, but I'm just all about the high energy and just kicking the shit out of a drum kit and screaming because I'm I'm not I'm not a singer. I'm not very good at holding notes or anything, but I'm all right at shouting. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ren sings because I can't play bass and sing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Problems and sing though. I mean, that sounds impossible to me. We didn't have any expectations about what we were going to sound like or anything. You know what what sort of stuff that we we like, and we just sort of went into it and just see saw what happened really and and it it just came out and then we just got yeah. into the groove of it. <laughs> True story. The first practice we did. So we'd never been in the room together. We'd never played music together. We played a song, and that was, uh, if you if you want, you can call this a theme song. It was the first song that we wrote, and it wasn't even intentionally supposed to sound like a theme song, but it ended up being it, because I'm just shouting, get the fuck, get the fuck out of Dodge, you know, <laughs> all the way through it. And it, it, was, it, was, it always just makes me smile to think that was the first song we ever wrote, and it ended up being like, a theme song yeah. it, was, it was really quite cool it's like a good song to start sets off with yeah yeah definitely. well like Ren says that he's not a, a, a fan of punk which is why we've got uh, trying not to be punk is the most punk thing I've ever done on, on the album but uh, I love punk so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of shoving things in his uh, under his nose saying have a listen to this <laughs> so I think he'd got the, the sort of pistols Kind of image of punk, which I love. I love right. the Pistols, but the, the punk covers so many different it things that that there's something for everyone. I mean, I I love. I, I mean, musically, we love everything. You only have to look at the covers that we're recording at the minute, and it's going from 
Megan Trainer to to Blondie to. <laughs> Who else have we? Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rocket Man. So, so yeah, trailer, no, it's, it's it's really quite cool. And um, I'm we're hoping to uh, put in a uh, Winnebago deal song. Um, I've already laid my yes. drum tracks down for uh, Manhunt, so I'm just waiting for James to, yeah. to do the bass to it. Yes, oh, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I mean that's a band that I know the name. I remember being at a Reading Festival and seeing Winnebago Dio and thinking, "Who the fuck?" And not actually <laughs> seeing them. And only until you mentioned that we sounded like them that I went and listened to them, and I was proper blown away. I was just like, <laughs> "When I, it's just this is the music I like," you know. And yeah. it's just mad, frantic, you know, shouting, screaming, and it's punk. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It'll be in a punk genre. I was, I was very. I got to the age of forty-one and didn't realise that punk's probably got the most subgenres of us, you know, of a genre. You know, than anything else, there is so many, and you know, there will be somewhere where I'll fall into punk. But it, it was just certain bits of punk. Nah, weren't bothered. <laughs> I think the, I think um, I think metal was probably the only one that's got more. Like, uh, I was, what was the thing the other day? There was some. There's some sort of metal that's very specifically when you sing in a metal band and write about things that happened in the 13th century or something. <laughs> 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 uh, but I'm so pleased that you guys like <laughs> like I they're one of those bands I, I mean I, I love punk Bainsey and I both love yeah. punk and I, I grew up listening to tons of punk I, there's a, a record shop not far away from where I used to live um, I say record shop it was mostly CDs right you just go in and it was like one of those ones where it had loads of stuff that definitely wasn't legal like all of the uh, Nirvana bootlegs and stuff um, that you know they you can't find them anywhere now. But yeah, all the ancestor sites yeah. and all the rare live ones and all that kind of stuff. And then it also had loads of these like punk compilations and stuff and just random stuff. And and yeah, I, that was when I heard Winnebago Deal. And then they did this tour with uh, it's Tokyo Dragons, who are more like classic rock, yeah. new wave of classic rock. Before that was a thing you know, kind of early 2000s. And they did this mad tour where it was like, there were two back, like Zane Lowe, I think, loved one of them on like MTV2 or whatever. But they're doing these tiny little club kind of, you know, the venues that you and I probably play, like 300 cap tops, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of places. The best place. uh, Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, they were going around the country doing this thing. And then suddenly they're like all over MTV2. It was like, wow. And then the next year it disappeared and it was all about AFI. I went and saw about 15 times. They just, everyone disappeared. It's really random. But um, as soon as I heard you guys, I was like, wow, that just brings back a whole year of my life. I'd sort of forgotten because we were doing those small gigs. I once saw um, Billy Talent down in Concord 2. Oh, nice. I saw Billy Talent. And that insane. I didn't really like Billy Town up to that gig and it was a yeah. small venue, sweat dripping from the ceiling and it was amazing. Absolutely. Man, <laughs> I tell you what, I've, I've seen Billy Town a couple times maybe because they're, they're Canadian for one and the, the, the city they, they, they're from is Toronto which is really about an hour and 45 minutes like was it maybe what's it was? So, east of us. Toronto, so east of us. So I, I just had to confirm the better half, which way it was. But anyway, <laughs> um, either way, they played about 16 years ago. They played at one of the community colleges here. So I got a chance to see them. Got to see signed the whole thing. So it was awesome. Like really cool guys. 
then someone a couple times after that, and then years later, we had a thing called Rock the Park, so we played it, man. It was a, just a badass concert, and just when you're Canadians, like, man, this is this is a punk I can really enjoy. But um, just a quick jump back when uh, when you're talking about uh, playing the drums, right? It's like, no, it's just punk, so you kind of just got to beat the shit out of them, right? And the first thing that popped in my mind, and I'm sorry, but the first thing that popped in my head was, you got two coconuts, and you're banging them together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, that's literally what it's like so, our first gig uh, <laughs> there's a festival in Sheffield called Tramlines and we, uh, we played at a place called Shakespeare and the sound man there we've known him for years he's, played, he's done sound at venues all around Sheffield uh, um, we're sound checking uh, he, was, he was doing the sound in the downstairs he came up and he went nah that's too loud <laughs> too loud <laughs> <laughs> which like five minutes of his first gig not even playing just the sound checking and he, oh. and he said it was too loud <laughs> man well either way i just like we like i said we've really enjoyed the ep um, whatever you want to call it even slow thank you but uh before we're going to play a song here in just a moment um but i, I think one of the other questions we had is like uh you know you, you guys kind of were explaining saying you kind of just got together and kind of started jamming now, did you did you at any point just have a certain direction that you want to go in? You know, I know you're playing kind of, kind of punk stuff because it's going to be kind of be shoved down your throat. But like, um, did you have like a specific kind of thing you wanted to do being a duo? Not really. Just the, as long as it was loud and it kicked ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just wanting to, to to be a band that just make you like go what. You know, that just gives you that grabs your attention straight away, you know, and, and, and just, you know, just being like a punch to the face. It's like it doesn't happen that often, really, these days. I mean, I've, I haven't been out to many gigs, but, you know, the, the few gigs I have been to, it's there's been nothing that's just grabbed me. And I thought, that's it. We just need to make some noise and just grab people's attention. I mean, yeah, we really didn't think too hard about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know it doesn't make a great conversation, but it's just like, you know, like uh, uh, just each, two regular guys with some drums in an overdrive. <laughs> no, it's, 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 but it's raw then, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. Anyway. yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it, we recorded everything live, you know, and it was like we didn't do any overdubs or anything like right. that. We basically, when we recorded Buzzkill, we went in, uh, and recorded it. I think we didn't take more than two takes, wasn't it? Yeah. For each for each song, oh, wow. even the song Buzzkill, we'd ne- we'd only played it once together, but not in a practice room. We wrote it the not, night before. Not plugged yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> we did it the night before we recorded it, and that song still blows me away now. And it's like I cannot believe we wrote that the day before we recorded it, and it sounds so fucking good. Well, you <laughs> know, man. Not... Each each band has. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, each, each band has their own story and the way the way they kind of um, work together. So, and it doesn't matter which way you do it. You know, the the end result is, is what the music sounds like. So, who cares which way you do it? So, it's just an interesting fact. Uh, question we have. Just kind of curious how the dynamic uh, generally works because everybody has got a different story. Some are similar, but never the same. No. <laughs> and that's what makes music so interesting because there's such dynamics and so many different groups like whether they're small or big or, or individual right so. mm. yeah sure. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm curious 
I've got two questions. One's a sensible question. <laughs> my, my sensible question is, I'm curious, just because I have to ask you this, because it's great actually, and you'll be you'll be the answer. Um, but the, the sensible question is, uh, what do you? Um, I'm looking. I'm just flicking through song titles right now, actually. Um, just just as you're talking, I've got like Buzzkill, Karen. Like I'm really bad for the, especially you know, on a Saturday night because. You know, the music kind of goes up a bit and the neighbours probably aren't too happy but whatever yeah. um, but I'm just kind of like chilling listening Bonesy and I are chatting so I'm really about listening to lyrics so what do you write songs about like if someone's like, oh what kind of stuff do you write about how do you even answer that question just, just looking at the song titles alone right. I don't know how you can answer this but <clears throat> right there's this rumour whether it's true or not that how Bowie used to write his, his, his lyrics he'd have words and chop them all up and put them in different lines Yes, so yeah, I yeah. kind of write in that form. I, I I think of just a line or a phrase or a saying or just nice words that I like. So then I store all these different words up that I like and how they sound or, or a sentence. And then I form those into songs. So when I come to write the melodies, I'll listen to the music and I'll kind of just make stupid noises, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and then, and then like that's where, where Karen came from. It was like, Han? oh, something that sounds like that. So then I got the word Karen and then it all came around it. So I kind of fit words to sounds um, and then it, it, that, then that kind of forms a song. So, uh, you know, it's not about one thing. There could be two lines that are related and then another two lines that are related, but they're not related to each other. So it's, right. you know, oh, just, just, I just like nice words that sound nice together, if you know what I mean. But some of them do have yeah. kind of meanings, but nothing's actually right. I'm going to sit down and write about this. No, I right. find that really, really difficult. It's like Go Vandals, isn't it? We were talking about this before we came on air. The, the Go Vandals was actually South Central when we were started playing it. Oh, wow. It, it fit with the go South Central, go South Central. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, well, yeah. I'm not from South Central. And, uh. you know, <laughs> to be honest, I fucking don't know where South Central is. You know, I'm, I'm back, back, South Central back with geography. <laughs> So, it's in the LBC, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It's Harvey Studio Double G, right? Yeah. I thought I couldn't sing that. So I I had to change it. And it just happened to be at the time of the um, sort of all the unrest and stuff we had here over Black Lives Matter. And, and it was really sort of pissing me off that they were just getting loads of shit from the police and stuff like that. And and obviously they still start playing on this rioting and it's all these people. And it's only a certain people that do it. It's not the people right. that are doing the whole protest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like, go vandals, go, go vandals, you know, like a kind of pushback uh, type right. thing. So that's where that kind of came from. Um, so that was like a, a real thing that happened, but yeah, it was that, that's how I had to change some words, and it just it came from that. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, there are some great. Um, sorry, no, no, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, go ahead. I keep talking over you. I was just going to say, there's, there's a great. I can't remember if it's on a documentary or, or what, but I, was, I saw these. There are clips you can put it on YouTube where there's Ozzy Osbourne in the studio, 
just kind of making noises over the riffs that the band make and coming up with melodies and trying to kind of figure stuff out. And then he wasn't really, I think he wrote a few songs in Black Sabbath, but mostly it was um, bass players, Geezer Butler, right? So he would then take these kind of melodies and these noises. He just sounded like he was fucked, basically. He just sounded completely wasted, right? Like, kind of thing, right? Singing these things out. And then Geezer Butler would go away and go... I'm going to write about climate change. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> this whole like essay to that melody. And you go, all right. <laughs> so it's just fascinating listening to like, and it's a great, um, I got like a load of Doors albums on CD with, uh, I think they re-released them and they had like loads of stuff at the end, like outtakes and stuff. And the Morrison Hotel, there's about eight versions um, of, uh, of Roadhouse Blues, um, where it's just Jim Morrison trying out like different, you know, like Jim Morrison's got kind of the quiet voice and then the growly voice right. and then the kind of poetry. It's him trying out different things, different words. There's a band trying out different kind of versions of it. He sounds fucked as well because he was completely <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but, uh, It's just fascinating, like, hearing, like, it's a similar thing, right? You kind of yeah. make the, the, well, the noises yeah. form them and it becomes a story then, it becomes a thing, yeah. doesn't it? With us being a two-piece, I, I, I really see the importance of trying to get a good melody because there's only two of us, you know, and there's a massive space that we need to fill. So, so I might, you know, I'm not the greatest drummer, so I'm keeping something steady and then James is doing his bit, but then there needs to be that bit that's missing from the guitar. So, you know, that's why I try to write melodies that kind of flow a little bit different to what the music is, just to try and, you know, fill it out to sound like there's more stuff there. Right, get them earworms going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, I love it when people make really noisy music and it has loads of great melody in it. Just a couple of things that we're going to get to our first song. We had a good segue and then uh, Mike had a bunch of words to say and kind of ruined it, but it's okay. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, man. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just playing, I'm just playing with you. But no, I, I'm, I'm glad they mentioned some of that stuff because uh, first off, just talking about the different versions of Morrison Hotel, I don't have CD anymore, but there was a, a live CD and it was pretty much all doors and there was one uh, song where it's it's uh, Morrison and Hendrix, right? But there's one song, I'm not going to say it on here because it's kind of graphic and it kind of, he's kind of just kind of winding up a little bit. He's like, blah, 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 and I'll tell you off air what he actually says because it's a little, <laughs> a little too, graphic, a little too, too graphic on air. But just being able to try to make sounds and melodies, I, I, I automatically think of Jonathan Davis from Corn. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Does that sort it of thing. Scots, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And to the opposite end, we have Mike Patton of Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, Tomahawk, all those other bands where he's just done, and pretty much because I just kind of write what I write, I don't have a specific idea in mind, I kind of just go with it. And they're, they're good tunes, but you listen to Ghost of the Dead, yeah, there, there's really no like, meaning behind it. It's kind of, kind of just like, yeah, whatever, it sounded good, so we'll put it down. It's a genius, he's a god, Mike Patton. You know, ever since I was, you know, tiny, I've, I've you know, I love Faith No More, and, you know, he's, he did the monster, didn't he, in uh, I Am Legend. You know, he's, yep. he's incredible. <laughs> it's it's some of the stuff that he's done. I mean, one of the songs I actually wanted to try and cover was, uh, is it God Hates a Coward by yes. Tom Hall? Yep, yep. That's yep. a fucking yep. tune. Oh, but yeah. I don't know if we could play that, but, but or, it is, or, it's fucking or, amazing. You no, know, you, know, you could yeah. try, actually. You no, know, it probably easier would be me. Mayday. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a listen. Try and find it. Uh, yeah, yeah just, you, you'll, you'll come up with YouTube <laughs> guarantee you. right away. You'll be you'll be fine on YouTube. No Don't commit to anything. <laughs> but, and there's can also. I, um, 
<laughs> no, you can't. I can see your lips moving and then they stop and then there's a delay before they start again so I keep interrupting you. It's not intentional. <laughs> I'm just going to stop looking at you. <laughs> um, I, I was going to ask if I had time to ask my silly question. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Um, so my silly, it's not really silly. I think it's a really serious philosophical matter. Um, but what it does is it gives me and the people listening a chance to really get to know how you think. So I just want to know, right, is cereal actually soup? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, because you... Because <laughs> you... <laughs> I mean, I'm not when you really yet. break it down, it's difficult to... Difficult to say what the difference is, I think. Do you have a sweet soup? <laughs> but not all cereal sweet, though. Uh, 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 that's really deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're waxing philosophical here, eh? Like... <laughs> Can you imagine, though? All right, love, um, I'm, I'm just going to have a, 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 some soup for me lunch, and you come back in and sit down with cereal. They'll be like, you've lost your mind. Soup is warm. Cereal tends not to be unless you unless you're special. I'm glad you said that because you can get cold soup. Yeah, gazpacho is cold soup, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's wow, tomato soup. Yeah, it's cold tomato the soup. Definitions are blurring, right? <laughs> it's like it's like when does a when does a stool become a table? <laughs> when you really start to think about that, it's like, hang on a minute. Like people go, you sit on it. You, you, how big? What's it like? Somewhere you sit on a on a stool, didn't you? It's like, I'm just sat on a table. Go on, you know. I'm sure I've fed my kids off a stool once. Here's a question. How, here's a question. How do we go from music to food? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a flawless, like seamless uh, sidetrack right there. So um, we Which are going to... doesn't eat their breakfast or their soup whilst listening to music. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, when, when you think of breakfast, I think bacon. <laughs> so... <laughs> is bacon soup? No, that doesn't Yeah, yeah. Sense. No. <laughs> Maybe the grease is, but you All right. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick little break here, and we're going to play a song off the new EP uh, called Buzzkill. And uh, we haven't played one yet. This one's called... Go Vandals Go, dig this. Go, go Vandals Go, go Vandals! 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 Go, 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 go
everyone, we are live again. And <laughs> that was that was get the fuck out of Dodge was was go of Vandals go. And um, actually, literally just finished tweeting the song because it's short, but it's a great tune, and that's what we love about this album is they're they're short and sweet and and they're straight to the point. And like you'd mentioned earlier, like a punch in the face, which which, which we've used that analogy quite a few times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's a listen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Man, I absolutely love that. I mean, literally, you know, there's 11 tracks on this on this LP, and it, it must be, what, what is it, 15, 16, 17 minutes? It must be in that region. 16 minutes. It got 16 two, minutes. Yeah, it gets on two, seven inches. It's insane. That's what she said. Oh, and I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> oh, first, first of all, I love the track. I think it's, I think, what is there to say that we haven't already seen? You guys are absolutely fantastic, and it just sounds amazing. <laughs> and we're really enjoying this. Um, but you did release a seven inch, and I, I saw it too late. It's already sold out, and I don't have one. I'm gutted about that. But tell us about that. That's quite a, that's quite an experience. Yeah, to get I, 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 I missed it too. I tried to get it, I missed it too. Oh, I know, man. <laughs> um, it's one of those things that we value physical stuff you know mp3 streaming is all good and we all use it and it's accessible but it's to me it's just something that the computer spat out once you finish recording you know and it's 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 nothing special it's it's music but it's nothing special so we try just to make an effort to make something because every other release we've done we've just made it ourselves in our houses right so like Mm -hmm. the first album i got um some tapes um and just basically dubbed them on my uh, home stereo um <laughs> then we did um the uh, covers album and i was just going to do it as mp3s but one of the uh, people that likes us a chap called uh, glenn said um oh are you doing it a cassette you know i was like oh fuck we're best <laughs> <a cassette."> um, <laughs> so, um, on the facebook marketplace we found someone that was throwing away loads of old cassette tapes so basically right. what I did was got all these old cassette tapes, started it so you could hear the original bit of the what were on the tape and then recorded our music into it and nice. did that, that on both sides. So we basically taped over what was on the tapes and <laughs> then got the covers and did like uh, collages, cutting different bits out of uh, newspapers and magazines nice, and sticking right them on the tapes. So they were like, you know, just... DIY made collage tapes. Well, um, well, our, our age group, you know what we know very well. If the top of the tape was punched in, all you gotta do is put a piece of tape over it. It can re-record right over it again, no problem. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I did. So then when we did, um, we make the future here. I mean, we only did that because we were waiting for these records to come back. <laughs> so yeah. just to do an EP in between. But I found that on Amazon in Japan, they had a toy record maker. And it was only like 70 quid or something. And it's like, fuck it, I'm doing this. So I bought it from <laughs> Japan. And it was literally some a plastic with a stylus on it. And you and, and it cut and made a record. It wasn't great quality, but it made what? a fucking record. So I'm like, nice. right, there's another one. That's the next release done and sorted. <laughs> so um, then when wow. we came to do Buzzkill, it was like, we want to do something. We want to, want to do a record. I've never done a record in any bands that I've been in. James has. Uh, because I did it for him. (laughs) (laughs) So I never had anything. So um, I just started looking into it and uh, kind of being who we are, we're only just starting. There's not many people that we thought would want it. So we looked into limited runs, you know, just on sort of lathe cuts. 
uh, and I found the place that that did them and we only did like 10 copies you know yeah. and then we uh, designed out the sleeve I sent it to a person that does plotter printing you know the big printers right so yeah. I got like seven of the covers all on one sheet so it cost me next to nothing to make them and then we just sat on uh, James's kitchen table cutting them up and, and making the record so so it's, it's all about just doing something yourself I mean I'm sat every night um and ahring looking on ebay because there's two cassette duplicators that are for sale in america and i'm thinking can i afford to buy these just so i can make my own tapes so that's kind of where the you know we are back in the 90s you know we are it's like years and years have passed but we're still dinosaurs wanting to make our own stuff because that's how we've always done it you are punk whether you like it i know and that's what I realised that all of my life I've been looking, listening to the wrong punk music and saying to myself, I'm not punk, but really, I'm <laughs> fucking punk. <laughs> everything how, does do, it, everything how does it feel do. to find out that you're punk? <laughs> it's all right. Everything we do, though... We put a lot of a lot of effort into it. Like we made it well, Ren made <laughs> made us t-shirts. Like working out how to cut stencils out and and do some printing and stuff like that. And just so that people can can have something physical and hold something rather than just like. I mean, we know that. Yes, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, for sure. Like we buy lots I, of stuff I, on Bandcamp. <laughs> I know, right? And I know so many people that, that do as well. You know. My band didn't release um, our first EP on CD initially, and then we did the second one, and people said, can we have CDs? And we went, yeah, and then they went, can we have CDs the first one? We're like, oh, you still like that? Okay. Oh, great, and then can we have T-shirts? Oh, bloody hell. But actually, you know, it's okay, because you don't have to sell them for a lot. Just you know, We just did it to break even, really. I think we sold mm. T-shirts for seven quid or whatever, um, something like that. But, um, yeah, it's just like... It's amazing, and I'm the same. Like you know, I spent <laughs> most of yesterday while the baby was asleep. Anyway, um, <laughs> kind of cutting out, cutting out little cards and putting letters so that I can kind of buy a CD collection. I was like, I don't know where anything is. So it's all like alphabetized. It was already like in order, but I now have little cards like a record yeah. shop where I go, "Oh, this is something that begins with A." Like, <laughs> but there's something like which sounds really sad, but there's something really great about having. A physical thing and then i was like shit i've now got loads of tapes because a couple of months ago someone released something on tape that we played on the show i was like oh if i do this it's a slippery slope all right. <laughs> i bought it and then we bought a tape player and now i've got to find space and now I've suddenly i've got this pile of like not many like 15 tapes remember? but you know so, when we started this year it's just like oh right, you know, what? You know where, where's all this gonna go but i love it i love that all my t-shirts are band t-shirts well most of my t-shirts are lemons t-shirts actually but right. the ones that aren't are band t-shirts from you know, bands like yours it's just like why not you're gonna wear something you like the music it's it brings it has a connection it brings you closer to it doesn't it um, yeah, yeah. brains are not both the same i think in that respect right. we've got piles oh. of stuff haven't we sorry <laughs> uh sorry guys but um we've got just a couple minutes left so we're gonna have to kind of wrap this up a little bit Oh, but no uh, but either way, guys, thank you very, very much for joining us tonight, and we will have you back on again soon. I promise you that. And we really enjoyed you guys coming on, talking about the new, what, the new EP, new album, and what's up next for you guys. And uh, it just, it's just been a lot of fun, like and a lot, a lot mm -hmm. of insight that we we probably wouldn't have thought of when you guys told us kind of how you operate and that sort of thing. 
So thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, thank no, you for your support. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing. It's it, it's it's really good. You know, we're all in the same boat. You know, we're all trying to do what we want to do. So you know, be there and help each other in that. We genuinely love your music. So we're, we're very, very lucky. We say this all the time. We're very, very lucky. <clears throat> I'm especially lucky because I got invited into this. Bainsey's was just doing this. Something. He was like, do you want to do this show? I was like, yes. He's going to say no to that. But it's just, <laughs> but honestly, we, we play stuff that we love. And yeah, you guys are fantastic. So thank you for listening and, and for uh, tweeting and supporting. But also thank you for making you know, amazing music. And we look forward to speaking to you in about two weeks when you release the next one. <laughs> 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 We've already got 10 ready for vocals. So. <laughs> no, don't challenge me, darling. Yeah. No, no, so, no. We've got interviews to the end of the year, so you've got to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> just one last thing here. Um, not too long ago, you sent us an email with the, the Google Drive for, for Buzzkill. So I, I'm thinking I'd save the Google Drive, so we're good. You know, so I delete the email. It's like, uh, no, I don't have it. It's like, nope, no problem. Bandcamp, here we come. So I went, in, so I went, so I went about the EP. It's like, it's like, Mike, I do the email, but don't worry. I just bought it again, so we're good. So, <laughs> so. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, guys, no. thank you so much. Not a problem. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. Cheers, guys. So, nice one. Thank you very much for speaking to you soon, all right? Take later. care. Yeah. Take care, guys. We'll talk again soon. Thank you again. So, yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Right on. That was get the fuck out of Dodge. Just going to call Mike back here real quick and uh, get him back in the wire. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot more uh, stuff that we thought. Hey, buddy. Hello. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, man, like, uh, yeah, that went, uh, well, they always go well, but a lot of interesting facts. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to play uh, the new one. Uh, the new song uh, by Wild Horse, and then about five minutes or so, uh, we'll be interviewing Lee from the Far North talking about the new album, Songs for Gentle Souls. So here we go with a brand new Wild Horse song. It's called Sympathy for the Modern Society. Dig this.
This is Nick from the band Pretty Voices. You're listening to New Music Saturday. Yeah. All right. Um, we are live, uh, and we're going to get to the review uh, right now. Then we got our next guest <laughs> on. I kind of turned out perfectly that he came on as soon as that song ended. So, um, <laughs> which was awesome. But either way, uh, we just heard uh, Sympathy for the Modern Society by Wild Horse. And uh, Mike and I were talking off there that another cool tune by them, and they've kind of they've uh, almost uh, well they've come into their own stuff. They've switched up again, and it's kind of like like a, a ska reggae sound, but it was a kind of perfect fit for the kind of in between this and our next interview. Man, that was a great tune. I I felt good. I like the message. Um, I also love the tune. Like I mean, Wild Horse doing ska is a bit of a dream of mine. Um, you know, so that's <laughs> something else that's come true tonight. Uh, you know what else is coming true tonight, Bonesy? I've always dreamed of doing two interviews in one episode of New Music Saturday in one part. We've done it over two parts before, but never <laughs> in one part, in one night. So um, hopefully we can make that dream come true in a minute. What do you think? Uh, I think we can. So welcome <laughs> back, Lee from the far north. What's happening, Lee? Hello. Good evening, gentlemen. You both okay? Awesome, man. Really How about you? Good. Excellent. Very well. Thanks, guys. Yeah, very well. On top of the world. So uh, yeah, just um, just happy to be here as ever. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm glad we, we could fit you in because when we messaged me, it's, it's like, wait, I know, like we talked about this kind of like was kind of ten week plan, and then it's like, okay, well, I might be able to squeeze into. It's like, yeah, we can do this, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so Thank you. I appreciate it. And of course, you know, as soon as the album came out, I was like, okay, I bought it, and I I I well, I meant uh, well, I bought it on iTunes, and then it's just like, well. No, I, I wish they were in Bandcamp. Of course, dumbass me didn't look. It's like they go, like, oh, oh, they are on Bandcamp again. Messing up. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh well, whatever. You know. And then later on, I was like, oh, cool, they're on Bandcamp. And I bought the album again. It's like, oh, now I got two copies. I'm not complaining, but no, I have one on Bandcamp and one of iTunes. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but it's an awesome album, man. I downloaded it literally like Friday morning, like about 4 a.m. roughly our time, like uh, my time, sorry, I should say. Cool. And uh, I listened to it on the way home. 
Then I had to go back into work like later on, about eight hours later. So I was going to the way back in. It was the whole album. And man, just super enjoyed it. It was like, well, this one I was, you know, I've been waiting for. So I was like, okay, well, I've heard a couple of these tunes, but I want to hear the rest, but I still kind of listen, like, kind of start to finish. But man, what, what a job I've done. Because I know we talked about this last time. It's, you guys have been kind of, you've switched a few things up, but man, yeah. the, the, the changes completely make a difference. Yeah, well, that was, uh, like I say, part of getting um, Nigel on board, you know, Nigel Stonia to produce it. And we just wanted to, you know, just completely do a, you know, a 180 on the Fireflies, really, you know, and just kind of not make it, you know, a big rock thing, just kind of make it uh, just reminiscent of the early 70s, you know what I mean? Just Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, and just, just all about the songs, man, and the journey of the songs. So uh, I appreciate you downloading it, mate, and buying it twice. So yeah. Thank you very much. Well, I man, think a lot of people bought it this weekend, yeah. so I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I know I got two avenues. No, if for some reason my iTunes doesn't work in the car, I can go to Bandcamp, we're good. <laughs> Uh, exactly, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 and I assume you contributed to it being number seventy-four in the Canadian charts as well. So, yeah, thank you. I saw that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's still, it's still number one in the UK. It's crazy. It's uh, number so, number one in the Americana chart. I think eight in the country charts and something like I don't know nine in the new album charts on on the Apple Music. Weird. I don't know. So this is why I was going to ask you because that I saw that I was like. Wait, in what chart? You know, it's like, is it Reverb Nation? Because that's what everyone always thinks number one is. And I saw it, I was like, oh, it's a real chart. I mean, that's not, that's not that sounds bad. That's not something against you. That's just like everyone goes, oh, we hit number one on Reverb Nation or whatever. And it's yeah, like, yeah, fine. Yeah, if, it, if it helps advertise, fine. I'm not knocking it. But I was like, shit, this is a real, this is actual, this is amazing. I knew it had done well. You know, I'm I'm actually holding, I've just bought my son a very expensive Christmas present, so I'm holding out to buy it on Bandcamp until pay. Oh, but cool. I have been streaming it all weekend, which hopefully oh, uh, has contributed a little bit. Um, of I but, um, but how, I mean, that must be amazing. You must have seen that and gone, hey? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was like, I, um, I got up at like 12, like one minute past 12, set my alarm on like Friday morning, first, very first thing. And I thought, you know what, I'll just set up like a Facebook advert just so people know it's there. I'll just put all the links on. And then just kind of, uh, I was speaking to Ian from the record label a little bit till maybe half one. And he was like, you know, best of luck, dude. We'll get, you know, we'll try and push this as much as we can. And of course, we've got uh, Maria working with us, who's, you know, really good kind of press agent in the in the UK here and all that. Um, she does a lot of work with like the Beautiful South and Sunburst and all those kind of bands. So we were like, um, okay, this is good. You know, Nigel's name's attached to it. So I thought, well, you know, it's got to be a good thing. I was pretty sure it was a good, you know, it was a strong bit of work. And then, um, you know, This House is Ours and Runaway performed pretty, pretty good. And then yeah. I got up at like seven and um, just checked on like, just for fun, because I thought there's no way it's going to be, you know, like seven hours late, it's going to be in a chart. And then, um, and there it was, it was number one in, in country, Americana and, um, and new albums. And I think it was number seven in Am- on the Amazon chart. Uh, currently it's number... I think it, I just took another screenshot. I think it's like number something like twenty five in the Amazon chart, and it's number seventy odd in the Canadian um, Amazon charts. So <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's really it's really crazy because with, with the Fireflies, we'd have that. Well, we never really bothered the Apple charts or, or Amazon. Uh, no, sorry, the um, Apple Music and iTunes. We never really bothered those too much. But uh, Amazon, you know, we we always kind of got top ten with that. But um, with the Fireflies, it took months. It just took months of like selling the, the record and going out on tour and doing all this stuff. So, to be honest with you, you know, we're in lockdown and we can't do gigs and it kind of sucks. But uh, the album's kind of still there and people are it, it, downloading it in their droves. I assume it's really strange. Um, yeah, so just 
his weird mic, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's an so amazing fun. achievement. I mean, huge, huge, well done. It's, it's, it, I mean, it really is fantastic. Um, it's really interesting as well. Like, <clears throat> you know, um, I, I didn't, I'm a massive Levelers fan. Um, yeah. Buzzing on the Levelers this week. And, uh, and I didn't realize that their, their new album, which is amazing, um, yeah. I think. Um, but that hit something like number six, which is their highest, like in the national charts, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Man, but, um, but, but that's their first sort of, um, that's their highest position since like 1996 or something, apparently. So. Oh my and I think there's something about, you know, people are at home and not able to go out. And so some of those bands where maybe you pick up the CD when you go on tour and then obviously all your sales kind of get distributed across those couple of weeks, months, whatever. Yeah. Maybe everyone's going, oh, I'll just get it now because I'm not going to see them for a little while. And then suddenly you get this boost and stuff yeah. like that's happening. So I think there's something in that. And then I also think there's the fact that people have actually got time to mm. listen to music because they're not commuting to work and doing whatever the hell else people have to do. Yeah, yeah I think it's probably worked out. I think I said this last time. I'm sure I said Viva La Virus and then the last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> And then they came out yeah. the vaccine and you're like, oh, yeah. no. I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it definitely has worked to our favour, actually. Uh, but I just hope it's a, you know, a slow burner as well. I just hope people enjoy it, you know, in a year, couple of years. You know, hopefully the... You know, I mean, I've, I've pretty much wrote the second album now, so we're, we're obviously chatting yes. about getting in the studio in a year from now, you know, after we've toured in the summer. So, you know, just see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, really proud and, you know, really kind of humbled and just see where it goes next because we haven't had any Spotify information yet. Okay. We've had no trending information because it's usually a couple of days behind. So I'll be, right. like, sharing that maybe tomorrow. So um, so I literally don't know. don't know how many downloads he's had on Spotify or, sorry, streams or whatnot. But Apple and Amazon, yeah, it seems to be going to go guns. And obviously, you know, Bandcamp. So I appreciate that. It's all good. Yeah, I, 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 I do have Amazon Music. You should check that out as well. I have quite a number of apps that way. <laughs> just because, well, I just yeah, because... Yeah. No, it depend depending on price, but also I know obviously each uh, app uh, offers something different, right? So it, yeah. it, it works for me, and or sorry, works for me, I should say. In some cases, I me, mean, it's not always it just depends. I, mean, I have certain kind of playlists set up on there and iTunes, but I don't, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I don't uh, um, subscribe to iTunes like actual or like radio. I just kind of just buy iTunes whenever here and there, but. Uh, Anyway, it has worked, and because of that, like I've been able to listen to it all, uh, the album a lot, like Mike has, you know. I so, like listen to it back and forth to work, and you know, walking around with the headphones on and plugged in my plugged in my phone, listening, and it's like, look, oh, and, like, and even though I'm not, I'm not like necessarily like writing down notes, I'm making mental notes, you know, kind of trying to kind of kind of earmark or sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Ben, like, it's always good to have you back on. You know, it's it's kind of kind of. Funny at the same time, it's like, oh, well, no, we should, we should, uh, Lee, Lee's now, uh, uh, they know how we've been pushing the hashtag NMS artist, which is, like yeah. I said, which is hashtag NMS resident. So, Lee, Lee's new resident, <laughs> <laughs> new, new resident of NMS. That's great, man. Like, I did that tweet the other night because everyone was like saying NMS artists and whatnot. And I, I could, because we've got the album coming out, I couldn't fit it in the bio of the, of our Twitter or Instagram. So that's why I like sent that tweet to you guys just saying, Sorry, I can't get in the bio, but um, we are NMS artists for life or something like that. It's great. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, and, yeah. and we preach it, man. We understand, you know. So it's 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 all it's all good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every time you guys tweet something, you know, it, it goes, it just goes off. It's mad. It's like the, the success of of your show now 
it's incredible. He's always been successful, but now it's like it's it's really strong. You know what I mean? It's... That's why I always put like when I I put on Facebook before and some like Canada's uh, premier podcast or music show. I always put that <laughs> because to me it is. You know what I mean? Because I've been listening to it for like five years and like. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I know. I sincerely appreciate that. And sometimes, because I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell MLS, I'll say, you know what? And I said, you know what? This is amazing. It, it's, it's so humbling. But, but almost, almost kind of like, uh, well, not weird is the wrong word, but uh, kind of, it's going to like, wow, like this is getting really good. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love doing this. And uh, this is nothing I would rather do than this. Uh, but sometimes it's like, wow, it's like, it's, it's like I said, it's humbling, but well, man, that that's that's a lot, and the fact where we're getting close and kind of a, a kind of a household name actually, because uh, uh, Mike can tell yeah. that, that Mike can tell you that pub story was about three years ago, Mike roughly. Yeah, <laughs> one where, where someone goes, I recognize. Do I know you? I was like, no, I think so. Said, All right, and then he came back to me at the bar later. He goes, I recognized your voice. You're on that show, aren't you? I was like, oh right, yeah. <laughs> love it. I love that man. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> That was my favourite thing. I was like, oh, I'm famous for you know, this. It's a great show. Great show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I've got something to have. Well, I've got two things I have to ask you. Uh, one is, what now that you've had a chance to put it out there, breathe, relax, have you got a favourite track? Have you listened back and gone, actually, that's the one I'm, I like the best? Um, it's, it's funny, you know, because I thought there was one track that didn't really make it, right? And I know it's the one you're playing tonight because I saw it on Bonesy's uh, Instagram before, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it, there was one track that it just it just nearly didn't cut it because I don't know, man. I, I like wrote it. Um, I wrote it in the room. I'm sat in now, funny enough. So, as soon as we moved into this house, I wrote that song. It's really weird. So uh, the lyrics to Stronger Together just kind of like meant a lot to me. And you know, sometimes when we're you know we're a little bit vulnerable, you know, we're a little bit kind of like. Um, frayed a little bit raw so that kind of what you know that song's all about it's not you know life isn't happy and life isn't instagram and it life isn't this happy ideal you know it's it, sometimes it kind of sucks you know but it's all right it's fine and they were the lyrics to it really and um when we did it on the studio there was like this vibe that it was like the one kind of as well we hadn't finished it but as it was a demo we were still demoing it it was like i had this kind of like filler vibe that was like the one track that like wasn't as good as the others it just was like it just was the run of the of the track list. <laughs> and then as we as we built the track up and like we put some like Hammond on it and some more pianos mm. and it's that lovely Gardener's World style guitar. Remember Gardener's World, the TV show? Yeah. It's like the, the guitar solo sounds like like Gardener's World. <laughs> so it's like Monty it's, Don it's, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Monty Don. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> listen to the guitar solo in this. It's like proper like Gardener's World. It's brilliant. That's so, the most quintessentially British thing anyone's ever really seen. It's really British, isn't it? <laughs> See, I, I, I'm the dark here because I have no idea what that show is. So, <laughs> it's totally, totally it's just like we, me and Mike watch it when well, we don't watch it together. <laughs> in different cities, but we watch it with a saucer of uh, and, a, and a little, a little um, cup, and um, with our pinky extended as we <laughs> as we sip away to the gardener's world. And, um, with with so, scones and jam, yeah, yeah. scones in it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very quintessentially very British, of course, with our umbrellas. Up. And then, yeah, so there was that one, there was just that one track that I was like, in the end, I, like, we all really liked it. We were like, what were we talking about like six weeks ago? This was like, the, this was the, the filler song. This is a great track. Um, so yeah, so me, me personally, Stronger Together, yeah, I think the, uh, it's really understated. It's just really nice. It's one of my best lyrics as well, I think. Well, you know, should, should we say that it's, it's a yep, good old Sideshow Bob. That is pretty embarrassment that not knowing who Sideshow Bob is and tell you. <laughs> 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 
So I've that, I'm sorry. I was just waiting to what you're talking about how about the song. So I just I was just waiting for my kind of time to input that. But you know, like, but I was, because we mentioned that when you mentioned that TV show Gardner's World, that's why I had no idea. So that's kind of how I was like, yep, good old Gardner's World. Like, <laughs> like, so, Is there anything it can't do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what what was your other question, Mike? Sorry. Um, no, I no, I didn't ask it. So my, my other question, say. So, I realised that um, last time you were um, on the show, which, which I think was about 10 minutes ago, wasn't it? It wasn't very long ago. <laughs> but what, um, but, <laughs> just like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> last, <laughs> last time you were on the show, uh, we asked you lots of um, serious questions about uh, about you and the music and, and the journey and all that kind of stuff. But we didn't really ask you anything sort of – I just asked – I don't know if you're listening to the interview with the last band, but I just asked them brilliant. Yeah. Philosophical question. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did listen. I, I've been listening since uh, 10 o'clock, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good man. Good man. Awesome. Right, you must have had at least 10 minutes of silence because we were late again. <laughs> but, um, but I've got a less philosophical, but I think just as interesting question that I think people really want to know the answer to. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say to Bonesy, um, yes, I did find a list of food-related questions the other day, and yes, that's why I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, um, is a hot dog actually a sandwich i'm i'm 100 vegan man we're a vegan band so for me it uh, could be it could be a vegan hot dog i didn't a vegan hot dog. is it a sandwich no, it's not a, yeah. it's not a sandwich is it it's a but, it's a main isn't it but why i would <laughs> see a sandwich being it. like a bit of a snack with crisps you know what i mean but like a hot dog for me is like a well i say a vegan hot dog or not that'd be um yeah that, that's like a that's like a main it's not a sandwich it's a, it's a, it's a bun isn't it Yes. Sausage in a bun, that, yeah. Not, do I you ever say have sandwiches for lunch? Do you, you just have sandwiches as a snack? Because that's the most northern thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> was, well, yeah, it's just kind of like, it's a really light kind of, it's not, not much of a main, is it? Like, yeah, I might have a, a sandwich for dinner with some crisps and a bar of chocolate, but later later on when you have your tea, you'd, you'd have, like, something something proper. So you might have hot dogs, chips and beans or something. But for yeah, sandwich for for, for me is just like, it's just like a snack thing, isn't it? I won't go out and <laughs> I'll do a sandwich, huh? have we switched to do music and food saturday or what's going on here yes yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know where it was there was some, there was some <laughs> thing the other day that popped up on whichever social media feed you know it's probably like <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll read that. There's loads of questions about food. I thought they were quite interesting. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned being a vegan, um, yeah. and actually, uh, that was that was uh, sort of um, oh, would it, fall, it would fall in the serious question category if there was such a thing. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if any of your lyrics had anything, um, you know, related to veganism because I know veganism is is a well, it's a lifestyle choice, obviously. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. good for the planet, and there's lots and lots of good things um, about it. But it often—I'm yeah. not saying exclusively always—but often also comes with um, kind of there's a, there's a bigger world perspective that comes with a lot of uh, that kind of stuff, like a philosophy, if you like. And I, I never asked you, um, yeah. and I remember you mentioned me and vegan last time. I meant to ask you, and then we talked about probably something completely random. Um, but I never asked you if that kind of fed into any of the lyrics or any of the themes in the songs. Uh, I, no, I don't. I don't think it does. Um, like, say, a lot of my songs is just about like either love or hope or you know something something massively relatable to to have like everyone, I guess. But I suppose veganism is kind of relatable to a lot a lot more people than it was even 
this time oh, last huge. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's incredible. Um, but no, I mean, we, we, we do use the platform to like raise awareness because I've done, I did a few, um, we got sent some merchandise from like Oat League and there was a few, I think like Peter and a few other places sent us merchandise. Um, so we kind of like, I, I use the word loosely modeled that on our Instagram in the summer. So I got some kind of, it wasn't like hate mail or anything, but I got like a few, I got about five or six messages just saying like, why are you promoting veganism on the far north? It's about me, you know, I like your music, so why do you? And I was like, really? well, so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a reaction video. There is a reaction video on our Instagram of me just saying, well, I'm not, I'm not pushing it down anyone's throat. I'm not saying like, you know, listen to, you know, if you listen to our music, you've got to be vegan. Right? You know, it wasn't that. Like, <laughs> or anything. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't militant or anything. It was just like, well, this is uh, obviously a cause and a lifestyle that, that's very close to mine and Andy's hearts. And, we'd just like to say a few things about it. And we just said, you know, if you, you just thought for one second, if you just tried Oatly milk or if you just tried, you know, Tesco or Asda's own kind of meat-free sausages or burgers or, or yogurts, just once to see if you like it and just maybe try a switch, just one meal a week and just see how you go. You know what I mean? It was like, it, it was very kind of, um, you know, it was very kind of a laid back kind of thing. Is it to say like, yeah. the choice is, the choice is yours. I, you know, I don't right. care if you're vegan or not. But I, I just kind of got a little bit of like these like questions, these like the messages were like, you know, why are you promoting veganism on the far north thing? And I was like, well, I, I, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, what I mean? guess so, I shouldn't be surprised about that, but I am genuinely surprised. I mean, part of it is I'm, I sort of live in a little bubble because I live in Brighton and everyone's vegan. Yeah, well, kind of. I, I now live just outside, but yeah, it's you know, there's a lot of these things that bypass me in terms of you know people not. People having questions or queries or not even questions, but people having that sort of reaction where it's a negative mm. reaction to something like that. I yeah. find really yeah. bizarre. Well, um, I just think, what's wrong with that? Like, I, I listened to a podcast recently, um, which was a blind guy um, talking to and about uh, to, to other people, blind people, also about things that uh, blind people experience. So at the moment, apparently yeah. in, in COVID, there's this real thing on the London Underground where on some of the train networks, the guards and that will have like these plastic sleeves they put on so the blind person can hold their arm and sort of get on the platform or whatever. And for yeah. some reason, TFL don't have that policy on the London Underground. So it's really oh. difficult for blind people to navigate the London Underground. Now, I became accidentally a spokesperson for the blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was saying, I was then telling people at work and other people that, that anyone listen really, um, you know, make sure you have about the blind people with the pandemic and all that. And um, and it's like I think you learn so much from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. I'm not blind. I'm not a vegan either, but I still find it interesting. I don't understand why you would automatically sort of hate on it. I think that's a really yeah, bizarre um, reaction. Yeah. It's strange. I think if you approach life open-hearted and mm-hmm. open-minded, you know, I think you can't go far wrong with it. Uh, but it's always, it always seems that I think it was like a plant munching kind of rabbit food uh, stigma about uh, veganism from right. like maybe the nineties. You know what I mean? But obviously, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it couldn't be further from the truth, really. Um, but I, I just think that it's it's just making these little strides just for a better tomorrow do you know what i mean as kind of as trite as that sounds but it's it's easy just to make these to make these tiny little changes and you know if we can use the far north's instagram or twitter or facebook just to have like a one minute video about it but that's the thing though people do get on get on but you know get on board with stuff like that and start using like a negative uh, connotation they do it's all over twitter it's like all I'm trying to do is not eat animals. I'm not contributing to the uh, exploitation of, of the cows and the dairy industry and everything like that. So I'm not contributing to any of that. 
So why am I getting attacked for it when I'm trying to be the good guy? Do you know what I mean? I'm, well, I'm trying right. to help the planet, and it's like really weird. So it's just kind of like backwards kind of like society, really. So, but you know, it's if you go on the internet and you or you go on Twitter and you're looking for negative stuff, I mean, right. you know, well, you'll you'll find it, man. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> and we could talk about that for hours, like literally, yeah, all yeah. that troll that sort of thing. But just speaking yeah. on your veganism, uh, Lee, uh, um, as I'm not sure if Mike knows, but uh, one local artist to London, Ontario, where I am, uh, Tato, yeah. right, Mike? My, uh, if, you yeah, know, yeah. If, you didn't, if you didn't know Mike, um, he and his girlfriend, uh, Kimberly, are both vegan. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're, they're awesome people. We had them on for an interview. interview. They, joined me, they joined me in-house, which which wasn't too long before uh, like before the pandemic started, so we were kind of, we, we got locked out. But yeah. uh, they were great people, and I met them actually at the at the uh, by by place of business because uh, Shane, who is a tattoo, he's an amazing artist, like painter, the whole thing, right? So, not saying no tons, but we learned a little bit by him because he and and his and his girlfriend uh, Kimberly post stuff about that a lot. Just like you can try it this way, you can do it this way, and the stuff they make is Canadian made, but also it's like you no know, respective of like no like like. Uh, animal byproducts sort of thing right so yeah but well, i think that's a really positive message isn't it like that's, oh, yeah. uh, i agree yeah you know I, i'm not going to pretend that, um, that I, I have any of the willpower required but we do have, we do kind of eat one yeah <laughs> i'm a bad person trying to be a better person but um but i don't see I don't see why. Um, it's funny how this conversation's coming. <laughs> I don't see why people. I mean, I get that there are negative things that people say on the internet, and I just maybe I'm just in a little world where people tend not to say too many negative things to me. But I just find it really odd that people react like that, as opposed to going, "Oh, that's cool." And if you don't like it, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally the world we're living in. I think the bigger the ba- a band gets, or the bigger you know, your social profiling gets, the more stick you get, man. You know what I mean? It's simple as that. It's like right. one of the things with, with me that I find is that, like, with the success of the fire, like the Fireflies, we were kind of riding the high to, just before we split up. So we were going to release our fifth album. You know, yeah. we had our own beer. We'd, we'd gone on tour with that, um, with like the Hugh Stevens from, from Radio One, the, uh, yeah. the Coffee House tour. You know, we did all that kind of stuff. We had our own, like I say, we had our own beer and all that kind of So we, we were kind of riding the crest of the wave, really. Um, and then obviously it all came crashing down. So you kind of build it back up, the far north. We built it up from nothing. Obviously, you know, we've been we've had such BBC play, obviously Six Music, all the, the local BBCs, and we're on BBC Three next week. So there's all these kind of things. And it's funny that the amount of musicians that I know locally that wouldn't, con- you know, congratulate me or just say cheers, mate. I mean, you have, Mike, and obviously Bones, you have. And there's a, uh, one of the guys from the Beautiful South and um, the, the guys from the Sunbirds, you know, those guys – you know, the, hugely successful musicians, like, you know, you know, really glad that it's gone to number one, it's done this, it's done that. But you don't half get that kind of, like, local kind of, um, it's really kind of narrow, kind of negative, well, you know, Lee, Lee's having, you know, he's getting out there with his band, he's having a bit of success, you know. He's robbing all the success for me, you know. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not how it works, is it? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, even the guys who I was in the Fireflies with, like, not, not one of them is, like, congratulated me and said like you know thanks mate and it's all this you just see all these little negative kind of comments here and then i just think well that's kind of what you got to deal with like the, the bigger things ha- happen and the more you kind of annoy people and get their backs up with your 
they just they hate it and it's that it's that negative kind of because i could never come from a negative place man i'm just it just doesn't interest me whatsoever right i just want to keep moving forward and keep like creating music and playing it to as many people as i can and you just you just get that lower half of the internet you know the dark half right and it just exists yeah. under the floorboards and it's just like yeah you know why are you promoting veganism on your instagram it's like oh okay so I know I'll, you guys I'll, I'll, are I'll on this show. <laughs> friend, friends who listen to it, and I'm not. And one of my friends has got a, a young lad, so I, I never swear on on, on radio or anything. No, what do you mean never swear? I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> 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 we did just interview a band with a swear in their name, but never mind. Well, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was a great interview. I really enjoyed that. Actually, really well, enjoyed. We, that. we yeah. will we'll, we will refrain from vulgarities because I'm not sure how quick I'll be at the dump button, uh, just in case. So during this part interview at least i can't speak for a second half but that depends on how lady bones is going to speak but she's very <laughs> usually very proper so it's probably gonna be me or me kind of pushing her to be you know probably probably be the cleanest part too ever right? yeah right <laughs> um i was gonna say we're, we're just talking a little bit about um negative things really positive thing uh, that i wanted to share with you which is I was playing uh, the new album, I think it was yesterday, it was possibly this morning, sort of all the yeah. players in one, we've got young children, um, <laughs> it was. And, uh, and my eight-year-old was listening to it, and uh, he goes, this is good, Daddy, is it Neil Young? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I said, no, it's not Neil Young, um, this is the far north, he went, oh, they're good. And then he went, could we put some Neil Young on? I was like, yeah. yeah that's great, <laughs> but, um, but I think there's a positive thing in that. Children are very honest, obviously. It wasn't there. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't that a great thing? Like, <laughs> the, um, and it's really interesting because actually, you know, the vocals and all that, it's nothing like it, is it? But the music, no, it's definitely, musically, it's definitely in that range. She's obviously picked up on that. Um, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's got that. It's it's got that warmth to it. I think you know. I think the album's got that little, that, that massive kind of warmth to it. And yeah, like I say, isn't that ballpark? That's really cool, man. So I, I appreciate that. That's really nice. What a really nice thing to say. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, literally, he said it. But <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, thanks to your son, man. That's amazing. Who threw that? But yeah, so, no. um, go ahead, Mike. Oh, go on, Mike. No, 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 please continue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys. Um, uh, no, it's just a good thing. You've now done the album, you've released yeah. the album. I, um, it's going to be difficult to tour, although, you know, vaccine, happy days, hopefully, yeah, not too yeah. long. Um, obviously, there's, there's you know, some other things that you can do, but um, short of you know releasing your own beer again what's what's next <laughs> <laughs> um, well i think we're going to do a um se- uh, third i'm going to say second second single then uh, we're going to do a third single i think in um i think late feb or you know sometime in feb then all being well a fourth single because uh, it's Ooh. all about that that radio player isn't it and mm. then um i think we're going to head into the studio like next october but we're hoping to get out on tour if we can get out on tour like May, June, July, August, you know, just kind of make, you know, four, four or five months, then, you know, that, that I'll consider that a win, but you know, whatever happens, yeah. happens really due to the, the, the pandemic. Um, but yeah, hopefully, re, you know, get another single out, a brand new single out this time next year, you know, just hit the ground running with it really. Cause I mean, obviously we've still got another six days yet to find out if it's made any of the, you know, the actual national charts or whatnot. So, yeah. So we'll just kind of see how it goes. You know, I always kind of doubt it, really, but you, you never know. Never know who's listening. But, yeah, just kind of 
you know, keep going as long as we can, man. You know, and, and as quickly as well. Just get that second album, kind of. You know, I'm not saying bang it out or anything, but Nigel, <laughs> you know, Nigel has uh, expressed uh, an interest in working with us again, and I know uh, our record label has, has said similar things. So, yeah, we'll just see how it goes, man. It's uh, it's very exciting, though. It, it sucks that we can't go out on on tour, though. It really is very painful that we can't. I but, can um, imagine. You know, it, it's horrible. But hey, we get to do things like this, so it's yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a win as far as I'm concerned. You know, well, I mean, uh, many people think this is better than a tour. It is well, way better, mate. I do this every, every yeah. night coming here. Every we, night. we will definitely leave February wide open for you to leave for the next single. So get uh, Thanks, man. To, to keep your, your residency uh, up to date. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like those loyalty cards. You get a free coffee if you do this. Fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, amazing. I've got to do another three yet. Uh, Free vegan latte. I can't wait. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, very good. I think. um, I think to be honest with you, I mean, it's a strange world that we live in, but I'm I'm sure you know things will start to go back to a version of normal soon and and all that. Yeah. But I think you touched on it earlier. This is an album that's got real longevity, so I don't think it's about you know today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this year, even. I genuinely, this is one of those albums. you got CDs, haven't you? I noticed CDs on Bandcamp, so I'm going to grab one. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I can, I can see that being one, you know, put off the shelf, just, you know, every now and again. Oh, let's put cool, the final. It's that kind of Good. thing. It's, you know, it's Good. got longevity, which I think is great. That's nice to hear. Appreciate that. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point as well. It's like, you know, our manifesto is to not be part of the zeitgeist. You know, it's just right. to not really sound like it was made now. Like, we, you know, if people think that Songs of Seattle Souls sounds like, you know, 1971, or it sounds like, 2031 then you know it's one of them isn't it it's a little we tried to make it a bit timeless cognitively um but yeah just hopefully people will enjoy it for for minutes to come you know it's all good it's <laughs> a beautiful record it's a beautiful well, man. you know you you mentioned earlier lee that you, you kind of had i guess um maybe kind of kind of a theme to it in, to, to some degree but yeah um when you know, I just looking at the titles, like I mean, obviously, it was up a few times over, but looking at the titles too, it's like, well, it kind of slowly kind of melts together, especially when I see a song like 1994. It's like, oh man, I, I, I remember how old I was in 1994, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but that, that aside, I mean, uh, what a good flowing album because you know, it's it's like, and even the song titles, man, it's just perfect arrangement because, like, right before. Grace, and then uh, 1994, you know, like, 1994, <laughs> Kirk Cobain passed away. It's a great tune, but, you know, I, I thought, of, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't trying to be, but I kind of went out just a little more bit. like, well, you know, this happened, that happened. It's like, man, yeah. but still, but a great tune. And what, what, what pretty much what I was getting at is like, like I said, we know we talked about a little bit earlier, but was was the initial plan for this album like themed or was it just we're gonna we're gonna write the songs and see how i can arrange it to make it make sense no that's a really good point man uh no it was it was all put together um you know with that in mind you know themed like you know the, the, the album is kind of like a bit of a journey really and um we opened it with with runaway because we thought that you know, we kind of come out of the blocks with that "Born to Run" kind of kind of track. You know, right. "Head for the Horizon" with with the one you love, and then obviously, "This House Is Ours" is like, you know, you've you've got the one you love now, and you're kind of making the the foundations. Branches go straight into that, and kind of mentions the house thing again. So let's build another home out of stone. Then when we're young, is kind of looking back again. Compass pointing is when 
things are a little bit rocky and then they kind of calm themselves, you know, out again. My heart is sometimes through, you know, if you're in a long-term relationship right. and um, things can get a little bit kind of choppy, but you still love each other and you still want to be together. But sometimes you have that massive argument and you think, oh, is that it? Have I, have I knacked it now, you know? So my heart <laughs> is like, you know, we're all kind of human. And then I think it's um, then stronger together is like that kind of low, like what I said before, where it's all right not to be okay, but you've got your soulmate, you've got your friends, you've got your family. Sleep tight songbirds about about death, obviously about two of my really good friends that, that died, and the two the two stops in the middle of that song, so it just stops completely. They're the two deaths, so that's what that means. And then oh great. wow, I did not. Sorry, to interrupt. that's amazing because yeah. they're really powerful. Those two stops. Yeah, yeah that's I was going to say I didn't yeah, know that at all. Yeah, yeah, my two my two friends. Um, but I've got one of my other friends who um, he's probably listening now, Matt, if he's listening. He, he says it sounds like it's something wrong with the track because I, <laughs> like, like, I sent him a demo like nine months ago and he was like, what are those two stops all about? I was like, well, they, sign- they signify the, the, the passing and the, the void of my two friends not being there. He was like, oh, just, he said, I, I respect that. And that's kind of like, you know, he said, I feel a little bit shitty about, um, about kind of saying this now. He said, but... Um, it just sounds like it's like an error. It's like a studio error. Right. It's like, no, honestly, trust me, it's supposed <laughs> to be like that, right? And then obviously grace is the kind of rebirth. Um, you know, youth isn't wasted on the young kind of thing. So that's the rebirth, and that kind of goes into like a bit of a, uh, you know, it's a very euphoric kind of ending in grace. Right. Then obviously yeah. um, 1994 is a bit of a weird one because I wrote it, I only wrote that like I don't know, maybe two, two, no, a year and a half ago. So it's one of the newer songs on the album because we went in to record it a year and a half ago, so it was literally yeah. just as we went in there. And 1994 was the last good year before life went terrible. You know, like, I was I was 15 in 94, so uh, Oasis came out, I picked the guitar up and started writing songs, but the year after, I, I left school and got a job and, that, and started working full-time, so 94 was the last like, youth-laden year for me. Do you know what I mean? It was like the yeah. last sunny year before... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, bills and kind of you start thinking about renting and mortgages and all that kind of stuff. So '94 was like it's kind of about that. And gentle souls, um, gentle souls is just uh, just that kind of acoustic ending that like a lot of like albums have, where um, again it's like everything's on the table. But I think it'll be all right. You know, hope and love will kind of conquer all. It'll win out. But it, that is it. That's the theme. That they're the ups and downs and the the deaths and the rebirths and the the, the right. love and the home and all that. So it, I, it's, it's a concept album, really. You no, know, and, and that's what makes it so great because I was I was fifteen and four. Like I said, that's when 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 Kirk Cobain passed away. Yeah, but yeah. In the same year too, like uh, um, like you know, I I, I lost my grandmother. I lost my grandfather. So you know, you know, and just yeah. this during high school to it in what says Montreal, the only pro well, yeah. Quebec being the only province in in. In Canada, where their elementary school and high school different, uh, high school different, high school are different from the from the rest of the rest of the provinces. Yeah, because that's okay because we're none of us perfect, right? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, but but uh, either way, I mean, it, it was it was quite the journey, and and that's what I really love about this album, and the fact that I was listening to. It, on the way to work and the way home from work, it's like like at certain points, like, it's like no, I want to keep listening, but I gotta go in and punch in and make money. Like, and don't get me wrong, yeah, I'm glad to have a job right now because what's going on. But still, it's like oh, it's just like the wrong time to cut it off. It's like ah, but <laughs> either way, man, it just it just it helped me. You know, it kind of it can it's it's good, it's a good way to kind of reminisce. 
but it's also powerful to the point when you were talking about, you know, I know obviously we, we've, we've said on the show many times before, you know, it's okay not to be okay. It, it kind of yeah. helps you work through certain things depending on who you are. Obviously, you know, you, 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 you can empathize and relate. It's not like when people say, oh, that, that's not about me. Well, no, it's actually not. But, you know, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can relate and, and empathize. And uh, just uh, this is kind of um, becoming one of those albums for me because my, my personal go-to for stuff like that is nine snails of fragile and okay yes so yeah. and and that and along the lines of some same well not same but kind of similar ideas here and there is like and that's what made sense so that's what really kind of pulled me into this album because like I, I enjoy your stuff no matter what but that's what kind of gave me the extra kind of tone is okay like let's let's pay a little bit more attention here and kind of give it a little bit more um um a, a stronger ear we'll put it yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, mate. And, and you know what, as well, like you say, oh, you know, maybe it's not about you or whatnot. But like, as soon as these songs were released yesterday, you know, they are about you. You know, they are they're, they're your songs, man. You know, what I mean, these don't. As soon as they came out, they don't belong to me anymore. So, like, any any like you know, well, things in your head. What, what you I, sorry, Lee, what I what I meant was like, you know, um, people say, "Oh, that's me." I'm saying no, the song. Oh, I'm just saying the song yeah. specifically wasn't written about them personally, and that's what some people think. So, I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't mean like personally, but like <laughs> whatever, whatever you take from that song, you know, and, and if it means something to you and if it gives you like happy memories or it kind of makes you feel a bit melancholy, then that's that's your thing. You know what I mean? Like these songs belong to everyone who's listening to them at the moment. And I assume it's quite a lot of people. And I, I just, you know, if anyone can get any any catharticism out of it or comfort from, from the lyrics or from the music, then then that's the job done. You know what I mean? Because I have had a few people say, well, what's that about? What's this about? And it's like, well, I have told them in the end, but before I've actually said what it's actually about, I've said, well, if you've got your own story about it and you've kind of made up, you know, what you think it's about, then that is what it is about. Whatever you think that song's about and whatever it helps you through, that is it. That is what it is about. Just because I wrote it, that's just my perspective. Like any song, like Don't Look Back in Anger or There Is a Light That Never Goes Out, right. you know, Noel, Noel and, and Morrissey have, have mentioned what those songs are about. But as soon as they get into the public conscience, you have your own little, you know, vivid kind of widescreen notion of what those songs are about. So so for us, you know, it's really nice to hear that, like, it's had a connection, man. You know, it really means a lot to me, mate. And you were like you know, the godfather of like <laughs> new, new, new music, man, you and Mike. And, you know, you bring so many people, so many new tracks every single week, you know, for you to say that, mate, is, is, is massively humbling, man. I don't think you know, but that's, that's mega, mate. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that just because like, you know, like, like I've said before, I mean, what I say, and we've mentioned this a few times before where like you just have said, you know, like you can decipher it any way you want. And that's what it means to you. And that that's great to hear. And you know the last time um, this is, I've heard something like that—not indie um, music, but actually um, mainstream—and the last time I heard something like that was uh, Serge Tankin from System of Down saying the saying that mm. uh, the song uh, "Aerials." Because someone yeah. asked, someone asked, goes, "Well, what's it mean? What's bad?" Goes, "Man, it's whatever you want to mean." And he, yeah. he, he left it red. Jazz, like, like well put, you know, like yeah, that, that's it. You know, that's totally it. I absolutely love that. Um, I, I'm always going to refer to Bainsy as the godfather of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he, is, he is, man. You know, it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, 
saying it because it's true. Um, yeah. I, I, so that was, thank you so much for running through that because it, I think it's really, I completely agree with you. When something's out there um, you know, in the in the kind of public sphere, then yeah. it is owned by you know, everyone, isn't it? It's, it's kind of, it, it, yeah. so, you get paid for it, obviously, but it's no longer yours. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, the meaning and the interpretation of what people take from it. But it's really, really cool to hear you just talk through and, and take, you know, the waves in that, um, uh, in the, in that kind of album flow are fantastic. Um, I heard a thing. Uh, this is not really, this is not really a technical question. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always. Uh, but the, so I heard this thing where someone was saying, if you, um, no matter who you are, no matter if you're the, the biggest music aficionado, you know, we're all album people, I think we would sort of call ourselves. Um, yeah. But if you go and look on your iTunes, the chances are that every single album, uh, or the vast majority of albums on there, uh, you would have played the first four songs more than any of the others. And part of that is you start something and then you go and do something else or whatever. And part of it is because um, we do have a sort of, that's why people used to release EPs. We have a sort of, or still do, in fact, don't they? We, we have an attention yeah, yeah. to that. Um, but it's really interesting because it always made me think then, of all the albums I like from start to finish, do I have a particular affiliation or do I particularly like the first four tracks more than, you know, say it's two albums by the same artist, you know, say I prefer Appetite for Destruction against uh, Usual Illusion, yeah. for the sake of example. Actually, those first four tracks, like on Usual Illusion 2, you've got you know, some, pretty, some pretty awesome tracks, actually, in those first yeah, four. Yeah, so but... Civil, Civil War, 14, 14 years, um, yep. yesterday's, and Knock on Heaven's Door, the first four, isn't it? Uh, yes, illusion, what was, illusion yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. illusion two, yeah. <laughs> I just, I love as you said, it's yeah, absolutely spot on. And actually, um, oh, we'll talk about user illusion one separately. Um, but then you look <laughs> at appetite, so that's that's the very very strong. Um, yeah, like welcome to like, the jungle. It, it's right. so easy. Night train out to get me. Amazing. Yeah, and you're like, oh, actually, there is something in that because you know, I don't know. It's just one correlation is obviously not equal to causation but there is there is something in there that i think may be true the more you do that the more you go through the it's so easy yeah there's something yeah <laughs> 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 it would sort of think there's something in that and I, the reason i say that is because um i've probably already in the last couple of days played the first four tracks of of your album more than others because um in my case because right. i get distracted by stuff or the car journey ends where i'm, where I'm doing it or whatever um <laughs> It really, it makes me want to keep going back and listening. So something in that, um, uh, you know, track list order, if you like, um, yeah. that, that I don't know if intentional or not, but there's that's a solid four songs as well. So I really do think, like I said earlier, there's longevity in it, um, because yeah. there's little things that people will pick up on, you know, subconsciously, and they will keep going back to. It, I think. Yeah, I think I think there's probably some truth. I've never heard that like that like that concept or that theory. To be fair, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say the theory about track seven's the best track on every album. You know that one, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Keith Richards had said it or something. Or I'm sure he said like track seven on every album is the best one. And I started looking, and I was thinking, no, that's not, that's not no, true at all. Not. But no, I, but, no, definitely not. No, <laughs> really, I, don't, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I'm. I'm. I always listen to him like. Pretty much, if if I'm in the car, obviously it just it just continues. So if I get out on track five, you know, I get back in, it's still on track five or whatnot. And like yes. when I'm listening to stuff on like Spotify or CD at home or vinyl, obviously vinyl you got to turn it over, so right. it's always track one, really, isn't it? It's always the yeah. first, you know. Um, but so for me, really, I I don't know. I, I, I never thought about that, but now I'm thinking about because I mean albums are all front loaded. I remember um, Slash and Axl Rose were talking about Appetite. And they say they front-loaded it. 
because that first, they said the first side, obviously, um, after Out to Get Me, it's um, uh, Mr. Brownstone and Paradise yes. City. They said the first side was front loaded and they hid some of the like more ballady stuff, obviously, Sweet Town of Mine and Rocket Queen on the same, on the, on the second side because they, they thought, you know, they, they were touted as this massive, dangerous rock and roll band. And people would be like, how come there's some like kind of, yeah. you know, <laughs> side, 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 side. Exactly. So they hid them on the second side, but um, but yeah, that's a really good theory. That I'm, I'm kind of thinking like Ten by Pearl Jam. I'm thinking of obviously like Born to Run and Harvest and uh, um, Nevermind and all those albums. What Story, Morning Glory and stuff. So yeah, maybe. I mean, what Story, Morning Glory? I think all the singles were like the first four tracks, apart from some might say. So yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's right. And do you know what? The first time I heard that, I went nah. No way. I listen to stuff all the way through <laughs> every album. And then because iTunes has got that little counter, right. take this yeah. as much time. So because he's got the little counter, I looked at it and I was like, shit. <laughs> 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 I am that guy. Everyone is that guy. Okay. It's true. I, yeah, sorry, go on. So I was going to say a real no, quick... No, no. <laughs> Please, can I finish? <laughs> no, no, yeah, sorry. Mate. I, I, I hate to talk over Oh, oh no, no, no. I was just bugging Mike Lee. It's okay. <laughs> okay. But, um... no, I, I was listening to, um, I wasn't listening to it, but I just kind of checked the stats on iTunes on, on the album. And there's like stars next to some of the, some of the tracks for some reason. So um, I don't know why, I don't know why that is. Cause obviously I, I bought it off iTunes, which is absolutely ridiculous um, <laughs> because I've had it for, you know, a long time. Um, so I bought it and I kind of look, cause I, I've never played it. Obviously I'm not going to, I'm not going to play it on iTunes. Cause, <laughs> but it says, Maybe if I buy it, it sound like, better. Yeah. That, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> for some reason there's like stars next to the track so like there's a star next to Runaway one next to Branches one next to When We Were Young and it's like why? Have I, I obviously haven't put those stars there are they the tracks that have been listened to most? I don't know nice. Weird. but yeah I don't know strange very cool alright well um, we are going to get to the song that um, um, thankfully we well you know, gives the option said viewer's choice because uh, as we're doing yep. the interview. So uh, we talked about a song just a little bit ago, not too long ago, uh, first part of the interview. But this is a great tune. So this is The Far North and Stronger Together off new album Songs for Gentle Souls. Think this.
Right on. That was a well. The the far north was stronger together, and uh, I know. I funny enough, uh, being this is a song I picked to play tonight, but this is the one that uh, Lee said that uh, might may not have made the actual album, which is amazing. And I just like I this is one of my personal favorites. Just everything kind of kind of it's got a good edge to it. It kind of um, you can you can relate to it in so many ways. But awesome tune, Lee, and just very melodic, very very so uh, very. Um, Sullen, but but cool at the same Thanks, time. Too. Loved it. Thank you, mate. I think it's a beautiful tune. Um, I actually, because we were talking over it, I forgot to listen out for the Gardener's World solo. It's brilliant, and and forgive me. So, this was the one where you just moved into the house and you sat in the room, yeah. Yeah, um, we we moved into our new house like last July, uh, July before last, sorry, and we've got like a, a couple of snugs downstairs. Like, so we've got like a big open plan kind of like front room. They've got a nice yeah. little kitchen dining area. Then we've got two snugs. So one at the front is the cat's bedroom, and one at the back, I think, was just a playroom for like the woman's kids who owned it before. So it was like really kind of bright colours. So we set about like painting it and making it into more of a you know more of a snug with like it's got a lovely. Uh, settee and it's got my vinyl player and a huge big telly and all my kind of um silly collectible figures and whatnot so i just sat down with my guitar and um just wrote literally just wrote that in like one go because i think i've mentioned to you before that when i write a song i write that i write it as long as the song is like if that makes any sense so i'll just press record and those lyrics and um music will just come out the chords and it's really weird it's it's like it's a really strange kind of way of doing it so i wrote that um yeah, first song I, I wrote when I moved, but it, it nearly didn't go on the album, as a, as obviously you rightly said then. But the other track that did, nearly didn't go on the album was Runaway. And I can't remember if I mentioned it last time that, um, like, when, because obviously Nigel kind of knew us through that track because, like, right. it had some really good kind of like traction in, you know, over here when it came out. And I know you guys played it as well, the, the oh, Fireflies yeah. version of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He like, said big, to us <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, big guitar solos and whatnot. And Nigel was like, I don't know, man. He said, I don't think we can make this, we can unfireflies this. This is like literally, <laughs> you know, it is, it is the uh, archetypical kind of like um, epitome of a firefly song, really. And we were like, oh, right, okay. So we said, you know, he said, I'm not saying no, but I don't think it's a good fit for this album. So we had the 10 tracks. So I was like, well, you know, I think we should be 11 tracks and maybe we should do Runaway. And it was like really towards the end of the sessions, he was like, I'm just not feeling it, mate. He said, I don't want to like, you know, fight you or anything. He said, but like, it's just not. So I said, I tell you what, man, just humor me. So we put, um, I, I did a, a scratch guitar track with a scratch vocal and then Andrea put her drums on top of it. Then uh, Nigel plays bass on the album. And then we just kind of built it up really. And then we got the orchestra involved and, and um, it just came out like a really kind of vibey Springsteen-y track. And it just, it just was amazing. But it's, it's funny because um, those two songs, Stronger Together and Runaway, obviously hearing you say that about Stronger Together and obviously the success of Runaway and then the two songs that were like hanging on by a thread, they, were, they weren't really making the album at all. So funny that, man. I love it. I absolutely love that. I've um, I've mentioned Black Sabbath on the show title once already, uh, not in relation to right. your music or Get the Fuck Out of Dodge, who we played earlier. <laughs> but, just this, but it's interesting. Um, I must have watched this recently because it's in my head, but I don't actually remember it. But uh, the, I think it was on a documentary or something. Uh, but the actual song Paranoid was apparently one of those where 
it wasn't planned for the album and obviously the album ended up being called paranoid yeah that's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why the artwork's so weird because the artwork i think is um, in relation to war pigs but they said you can't call it that um, and <laughs> paranoid yeah. is one where they you know because it was obviously being printed on the record you know it's a vinyl there was no cds or whatever um and they said oh you've got about three minutes to fill can you write another song and they started bashing out this you know tony amy started around his e chord and ozzy started going and it was kind of like it became paranoid and they wrote it in about 10 minutes put it on um what would that album be without that track you have exactly it'd be nothing would it but have you ever have you ever heard the squeak in that song that like hung, hung. Yes, yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird, right? Because yeah. I I heard that about ten years ago. So it's like do 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 honker, right? So every time it goes dun 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 honker, there's like a honk, like a honk honk, like crossing the clown kind of hey hey honker honker. I I like pointed that out to like everyone, even Andy, and now you can't unhear that. So when you every every time you hear that song. Dun, 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 honker. It's absolutely crackers. Why? Like, what is that sound? Like, I have what no idea, that? but I know the noise. I've had the same conversation it's with so two weird. Of my friends for like. But like, you Google it, no years. one mentions it. There's no yeah. like, what's what's that sound in paranoid? It's like I thought I was paranoid. <laughs> I thought I was going crazy. But it's there. It's definitely there. It's really, really weird. Oh, you thought you were paranoid you know, about paranoid? Yeah, paranoid I, about paranoid. I hate to shut this down, but we're out of time. Um, uh, so, Lee, man, thank you so much for joining us again. We will have you back on in February with a new single. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you. But, man, awesome album, and thank you so much for joining us again. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, like, as soon as I come out, I was like, I'm going to buy it right away and listen to it like, ASAP. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate that. You know what? I thought it was only coming on for like five minutes, though, so it's been quite nice, really, because I thought like, I, I thought that um, you were only doing two hours, so I, I just thought, that um, at five to to eleven, I thought oh, I've got five minutes to chat oh, about. Oh no, man! About, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. I just thought, oh, it must be because obviously you said that Lady but uh, Kim's doing the second, so yeah. I just thought, oh, it's only like it's like it's a short show tonight or something. So I thought I've got literally got five minutes to kind of like have a bit of a chat, and here we are an hour later. So it's been great. Thank you, man. <laughs> well, man, exactly. <laughs> we, we wouldn't do that to you. We can. No, of course like, not. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, We'd only mate, be able to ask you one question about well, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vegan hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, I'd look, I look forward to it very much. And um, you know, keep in touch on social media, guys. I always, uh, you know, retweet your stuff and like your stuff. And um, you know, I love to share it every Saturday night when you always put your, you know, your, your thingy out, your, your teaser, your teaser out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Lee Wall, man, you have a great night. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome, gentlemen. Um, have a good one. I'll speak to you both soon. Absolutely. We'll speak talk to you. Soon. Thank you. See you, gang. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Well, this part two done with an interview with Lee. I'm going to turn my kid back here real quick here. But that was a lot of fun. Hey, buddy. Hey. Well, that is uh, that's a dream come true, isn't it? Yeah. Two. No king and pretty flawless there too, man. We had a great time with both parties, uh, both Lee from the far north and uh, um, uh, get the fuck out of Dodge. But Mike, we have one more song with you tonight that you're going to be taking part of, and then uh, we'll be back with part two, fifty minutes with myself and Lady Bones. So we are playing brand new Ron Bow. It's called Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammo. Dig this. <laughs> Thank you. 
Right on, man. That was Ron Bowes with Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammo from his new album, Kiss My Ass. And there's a picture of the donkey on it, right? Uh, but what a great tune. Very bluesy uh, rock and roll. And, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm like, now talking about off-air, a couple uh, breakdowns that said, uh, like, like Dave Navarro from Dave's Addiction. So a bit of Dave's Addiction influence, even though it wasn't intentional. It's what it sounded like. But what a great tune that was, man. Awesome way to finish up part one. Man, that is an absolutely fantastic um, tune by Ron Bowes. Again, I mean, I feel like I said it every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It really is. Uh, that's genius. I, I, the guitar riff on that, the kind of, it fits really well with, um, obviously, just talking to the far north. It's got that kind of Americana, Southern America, Southern rock right. kind of feel, isn't it? Um, which is great. His harmonica playing is so good. He's such a good blues harp player, and I can't believe it took me so long to realise that, because I always zoned in on the guitar, and then Whatever that track was, like maybe it was about a year ago now, he released something. I was like, hang on a minute. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's done quite a few since. It's bloody brilliant. Um, yeah, absolute start. I, I tell you what, I have had such fun um, doing 10 interviews, which were so different and so much fun and so brilliant. And literally, you could have talked to, we both could have talked to all of them for days. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like sitting around. It was like sitting around having a beer with your mates in, in your front room, wasn't it? It was just chatting about music, having a great time. Oh, I adored it. Um, so, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, I think I mentioned at the beginning, but I'm obviously not here for part two. I've got a, uh, I've got a family commitment that involves me getting up very early, um, which is going to really yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> so the beautiful, the talented, the amazing Lady Bones is, uh, is, is going to... Um, it's going to sit in. Uh, so I was going to ask you a question because obviously we've interviewed everyone, but we've, I've never interviewed you, Bonesy. Uh, so I was going to ask you, um, do you think she'll do so well that she'll end up replacing me? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to swing at that one. <laughs> no matter which way I go, I can get in trouble. So I'm just going to leave Steve Oh, man, I know. It's just fun watching you sweat. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. No problem. Good. So on that note, uh, this is the end of part one. Uh, Lady Bones and I will be, bark, be, be, bark, be back for part two <laughs> in about 15 minutes, roughly, 20-ish. We'll see. But a big thank you to uh, Get the Fuck Out of Dodge and Leaf and the Fireflies for joining us tonight for our interviews. And it was a great time. We had a lot of fun. So we're going to do it all again next week. And next week we have Without Andrews. So we'll have Matt and Monique from Without Andrew. Oh yeah, nice. This is oh man. Next few weeks we've got lined up are pretty amazing. That's right. So man, without further ado, like normal, we're gonna let uh Dr. Kruger take us out. So guys, you have a good night and we'll be back about fifteen twenty for part two, I should say myself Lady Bones. But we all wish Mike a good night and uh uh good on him for keeping his selling commitment. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> brother. <laughs> so until then we'll talk soon, bones out. banks of the supercomputer shrinky ding that trigger out